Hey, welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to be telling you a story of the first time when I knew, I really knew what squelch was. I just want to take a couple minutes and talk about squelch and what it means with an RF wireless microphone. And it's better to find out through this than the hard way. So let's get it going. Welcome to Sound Guy Tips. I've created this show because I am dedicated to sharing as much knowledge as I can about the world of live sound. Listen, getting into the world of live audio can certainly be intimidating, but I'm here to teach you the technical aspects, key mindsets, and how to thrive socially to stay on top of call lists, land an awesome house gig, or get yourself on retainer with a great touring band. So this is Sound Guy Tips. Now, can we cut this music out? Oh, man, I'm sick of all this inspirational crap. There we go. That's better. Hey, my name is Jonah Kay, and uh, welcome to Sound Guy Tips Podcast again. Uh, so I wanted to talk about squelch. So the first time I ever saw anything that had squelch on it was my first uh, wireless guitar unit. So I had I had an old wireless guitar unit that just had, you know, channel one, two, three, four on it. It didn't have any frequency band you could choose or anything like that. And it had two knobs on the back, like these little tiny knobs that had gain and squelch. And obviously, you know, I just I didn't really know much other than I knew I would get a wireless signal out of out of the the unit. So I plugged in my guitar, messed around with how high the gain was set um, to see how much, you know, tone it would suck out compared to just a patch chord and tried to balance it to, to have it be even. And then there was the squelch knob and I kind of just dialed it up and down and it didn't really seem to have that much of an effect. So I, I just left it in the middle. So it was on. I didn't know if all the way up or all the way down was supposed to be that. And I kind of, I think I quickly looked up what it was then, but in the context I was using it, it didn't really make that much difference. So I wasn't quite sure how to use it. The more I got into production, I started using, you know, wireless racks of stuff and, and they already had some preset kind of stuff going on in there. Maybe you could scan for a clean channel but the other settings, um, you know, a lot of the times the guys were, oh, it's, it's set up all right. So just just leave it how it is and, you know, maybe scan for a new frequency. But other than that, it should work. And stuff usually worked fine. So I didn't really, you know, dive too far into it. It was more pressing things at the time, like just, you know, getting the whole rest of the show going. So the mics worked and I used them. And I knew that there was a squelch setting inside the receiver um, because sometimes I would see it when I dialed through the menu to find gain sensitivity and stuff like that. But I also, I didn't really pay much attention to it because it was never an issue. So, okay, one day I'm doing sound check for a show and the guy comes in with a brand new wireless. I'm pretty sure it was one of the, you know, sure 58 wireless units uh, and it was he just bought it like an hour ago and brought it in for the show. So it was fresh out of the box. 
you know, so the guy's like, hey, I just got this. Uh, can we try it out? And of course, I'm like, sure, let's plug it in and test it out because I'll always try and use gear that, that people bring in of their own, especially vocal mics are, are an item that people usually want to use that they, uh, of their own that they bring in because it's kind of a personal item. So we plug it in. Uh, usually I have to, you know, adjust accordingly for each wireless because they might have the gain sensitivity either at the microphone or at the receiver set. So it's kind of a different sensitivity than, than, than a wired mic, like a wired 58 or Sennheiser or whatever. So you gotta, gotta make adjustments. Maybe there's some slight different EQing that needs to be done. Uh, so I was more focused on that and getting it to work. And it was working fine. So I had the receiver plugged in side stage near the uh, stage box where, where all the drop snakes were plugged into. So I just I just home ran it into a channel and we're out front and we do sound check. And, you know, I do a little bit of dialing on the vocal after the band's done their check just to get rid of any whatever frequencies in the monitors or in the room and stuff like that. So kind of a standard thing, you know, didn't really think anything of it. So then uh, we're all like, okay, thumbs up. We're all good. So I'm, you know, maybe I have to, I wanted to maybe label a couple things and I was changing a couple things on the desk. So as soon as he was done, uh, I go, you know, I'm diving through a menu, doing something on the desk for a minute while I finish up saving the file. And all of a sudden the loudest sound I have ever heard come out of the PA just started rip just all of a sudden so hellishly loud it was like uh, just shocking and of course I'm like just jump back from the desk and I, I'm like looking up to see what was going on then I immediately grab for the master uh, and I mute the master which is like a default thing to do when when there's noise that you don't know what's going on but it it almost like didn't sound like it went away at all. And then I'm, I'm diving through the desk and I'm just muting anything, subgroups, mute groups, like, and then microphone, uh, mix buses. And I got, and I got the noise to stop. And, you know, someone was with me working and they were like running to the side of the stage to, I don't know, turn off the amps or, or, or just, you know, kill the noise somehow, like just get rid of it. And what it actually was is the brand new wireless microphone. And I had no idea that this could even happen. So it was the squelch setting on the receiver hadn't been activated at all. It defaults to infinity off, I guess, like just completely off, you know, because he had just opened it out of the box and we just plugged it in and started using it. And at that moment, like I was at the board checking stuff. I wasn't like, I wasn't like at, I didn't go over to his receiver and like set up the wireless mic for him uh, because we were getting sound out of it and it was working. So I didn't think it was, you know, and I, I was okay with the levels and stuff like that. It didn't sound distorted or whatever. So I was like, okay, it's good. So when he turned off his microphone and the receiver was still plugged into the board and the receiver was still on, and I had his vocal mic unmuted and I had the other channels unmuted as well because we had just finished the sound check and I was going to, you know, fix something else or label something on the board or whatever I was doing. That as soon as he turned off the mic, any other noise that the receiver was picking up that wasn't the wireless microphone, which is 
any RF radio noise uh, that exists in the air went straight into the receiver and then ripped super loud through the PA because it's a microphone. So I have it gained up and I have it at a nice volume because, you know, it's going to be for a band. So it's it's turned up pretty much as loud as it can go in a stable setting. So it is really loud. And all of that noise. So I have it's a it's a lead vocal mic, right? So I have it in the lead wedge really loud and I have it spread around the stage and other wedges for the other musicians so they can hear the lead vocals and I have it loud in the PA. So I had so when I hit the master, when I muted the master, the main PA turned off, but it was still going through the wedges, but the volume difference was almost like it almost sounded just as loud, so I, you know, Obviously, it's a panic moment. You just start muting whatever you can. I think the sound lasted for maybe between five and ten seconds total, but it just felt like forever. So once we got it cut, where obviously everyone's just kind of looking around going, what was that? Like, just, you know, just it's pure shock. Like the the, the volume was insane. I can't stress that enough. So, oh, I, it was, it was actually Marshall from Angus Audio, uh, who was with me. I remember now. And then, uh, yeah, he goes, yeah, that was the squelch. And I went, the squelch, like mind blown, just like, could not even believe that that's what the squelch setting does is it takes away when you squelch, when you add squelch, the appropriate amount, it subtracts the RF noise that's around uh, the receiver and it you dial it in so that it only picks up the microphone uh, and when the microphone turns off there's not enough signal going to the receiver anymore because you've squelched uh, the all the other noise in the air and then the receiver doesn't transmit any signal because you've told it to you know a certain threshold of noise which when the mic's on it's a strong signal right to the antenna and it knows okay the squelch opens up in a sense it's like a noise gate essentially um for antenna sensitivity to to allow signal to flow into the soundboard and when the mic turns off the squelch takes away any of that noise okay i hope i explain that in a way that's understandable Uh, squelch i guess used to be more of a thing you really have to watch out for and now it's not really as big of big of a deal just because the technology is a lot smarter with uh dealing with the rf noise floor but the only real fallback to squelch on its own is that basically what squelch does is it only deals with signal strength it doesn't it doesn't know what's what. When you set the threshold on a squelch on its own, it's only signal strength, which means if your microphone, if you if you have it clamped down too far and you walk f- too far away and you don't have like a nice direct line of sight with the, from the microphone to the antenna, or it's not a, you know a strong enough or you know a nice enough model of wireless. There's literally dozens and dozens of different styles of handheld or headset wirelesses or guitar wirelesses and all these things 
uh, interacting with each other. That what basically, if you walk too far away, you'll start getting dropouts because all it does is deal with strength. So if the signal from the mic is too weak, it will quickly clamp down because it thinks that there's no more signal. And it's, when you walk f- close enough to it, the signal will come back. So it's it's kind of like um, you know in the old the old CB radios for trucks. Like if a truck wants to be able to talk to somebody far away. You let up on the squelch, but when you let up on the squelch, you'll hear, if you ever, you know, been in your car and heard a really staticky, crackly radio signal, it's basically like that. When you turn the squelch on and you dial it up, um, you're going to get a clearer signal, but you're going to get less range because it's almost just like a bubble around the truck. The less squelch you have, the further the radio range can go, but... It's just strength, like I said. So the more noise it will let in. So as soon as your voice, you know, you can't understand what you're saying to each other on the radio, then you're out of range or your squelch setting is too low. So, you know, it's a fine balance between noise versus uh, distance range. And it's the same for a wireless mic on a stage. So unlike the the truck CB radios, you know, the new microphone receivers all the newer models have really like intelligent ways of telling you know what is audio signal that you want and what is noise so you know one of the ways is you know you can you can set it 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 knows what frequencies are coming in so you can tell it okay let's assume that any signal coming from the air to the receiver and is going to demodulate into the receiver to, to send signal to the board is not going to have anything above, you know, 20,000 hertz because there's no audio that's going to be coming in from a microphone that's going to be above that. So you can set frequency ranges. Uh, so if anything's outside of that frequency range, it's going to put the squelch and squelch it out. So you know, that's one thing. Another way is that they have these thing called tone keys, which are a specific tone you can set, which either which will either be below or above an audible frequency. So when the microphone's on, it's sending this tone key and the receiver can detect the tone key. So when it sees the tone key, it opens the squelch and lets the audio through. And when you turn the microphone off, you also basically are turning off that tone. And when the receiver doesn't see that tone anymore, it just turns the squ- it squelches out everything, right? So the settings, usually you can set it and forget it once you've dialed it once because the, the ways of muting RF noise are so smart now. But for me, I guess that specific model I was using uh, defaulted to just not even having the squelch activated at all and luckily none of the speakers were damaged like I'm not quite sure how we definitely did a test on all the speakers right afterwards and as far as I know nobody had any you know permanent hearing damage from it but you know if you were close enough to one of those speakers when that happened like you could easily have damaged one of your ears permanently um, or both. Uh, and you know, you can blow out, uh, components of speakers 
from from letting that noise that rf noise come through so i hope that's a good lesson to you guys uh this is definitely you know it, it can be used for guys who are newer it's definitely kind of a a guide to what squelch is people who are experienced or i would say also just guys that have been doing it a long time had to deal with squelch more uh and it was a lot more of an issue when the first RF wireless microphones uh, came out. And now people that are starting production don't really have to deal with it as much because they've figured out technology or new technologies to be able to, you know, get rid of all that noise. And you probably don't even ever know that it exists until you really get into the world of RF and, and start learning all this stuff. So, if you're just like a regular sound guy and somebody hands you a wireless mic, maybe double check and see if there is a squelch setting and see if it's on. Just do a quick double check before you start sound check. It could definitely, it could save your ears and it could save your speakers. Now, I am no RF specialist by any means. If anybody's listening to this that does know all this stuff, uh, I'm sure you can tell that is a super amateur mistake to make. But you know, it's just trial and error at that point. I'm just making the effort to share these stories with the experience level that I'm at now and and things that I've gone through with, with components of audio that kind of go under the radar a lot. Um, and then all of a sudden just kick you right in the ass. So just pay attention to that and, and know that it is, it is a serious thing to watch out for. So I'm going to continue on with the next episode uh, and keep going with this theme, and I'm going to talk about noise gates. So the noise gate that you see on your channel strips and, you know, using them on drums and using them in other ways to fix issues in your mix, um, they can be, they can definitely be a useful tool to get quick fixes on stuff. Um, So stay tuned for that one next time. Don't forget, you can check out soundguytips.com, which just has all the episodes you can listen to, Uh, you know. Don't be afraid to, you know, pop onto your uh, favorite podcast application like, you know, Apple Music or Spotify or wherever and and give me a rating. It really helps. You know, five stars is probably what you should click on. Any reviews or ratings uh, really helps me out. You can also check out the Sound Guy Tips Facebook group where um, we can discuss the topics of the episode and maybe give me some more ideas of, of what you guys want to hear. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you next week.